This is the Johnny Taco Show. What's up? This is Johnny Tacos here again for another exciting episode of Origin Stories. Uh, before I get to Origin Stories, I have a sponsor, uh, Covenant Life Church, where we are the church is the model. Um, if you are in the Waxahachie area, um, it is 423 North College Street. Uh, come in. Um, Sunday services at 1030 to whenever they do a lot of overtime there because it's always on fire. Listen to the music, worship with God, listen to Pastor John as he tries to be funny on his sermons, but, you know, just be there and laugh for him. <laughs> he he really appreciates that. Uh, so if you're not available to come and watch and um, to to watch live, to be there live, to serve live, uh, you can also go to covenantlifeonline.org. Uh, yeah, I, this is this is new to me doing this. So, uh, yeah, covenantlife.online. There we go. I messed it up just a little bit. That takes 50 cents off of my sponsorship. I'm going away, <laughs> going away. All right. Uh, also let you know that uh, Bone Ministry uh, Special coming up at the end of June, as well as Independence from Addiction Through Metal, which is on 4th of July, which is an hour and a half of metal-worshipping Jesus and words of, of helpfulness against your battles against addiction. So please stay, uh, stay tuned to that. And without any other further hesitation, this is Origin. Origin. talk to my guest today he is a awesome songwriter a rhythm guitarist a man with an awesome hat too bad you can't see it you know if uh you had some indiana jones kind of blood feel to it you know it looks yeah. like he's going on a quest for the <laughs> holy grail and i might go with him i'll be his uh uh what was that guy um that little asian kid uh, this is Origin. Origin. Well, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> it's a name I grew up with. So last name is Ziegler, so it kind of fits. 
Is that a German last name? Yes. Cool. My my original name is not Tacos. It's Engel. And it's a <laughs> very German last name. Yes. So all right. So let's enough about me because I talk about myself all the time. Let's talk about Ziggy, the life and times of Ziggy High. <laughs> oh man. So where you grew up at? Grew up in Buffalo, New York. Um, the Bills. And, uh, yeah, it's brutal up there in the winter sometimes, but uh, I actually love the snow um, around the holidays. I I live in South Carolina now for over 30 years, and holiday season is usually uh, when I tend to miss it uh, the most, but um, I don't miss the brown slush or the black slush <laughs> that it turns into after a while. Well, you know, in um, in Dallas, it, it's all black slush. It, it doesn't really <laughs> snow like it does in Buffalo. It's it's a nice little shade of ice. It's a little black <laughs> ice there. So mm. I get so nervous because I know how to drive on it, but yeah, a majority of people that live in Texas do not know how to drive on ice. So right. I, I'm praying to Jesus that I'm singing that song, Jesus take the wheel. While I'm yep. going to work, so yeah, man. So I had a little experience on black ice; wasn't very good. Were you slipping and sliding? I was on Interstate 65 in West Virginia, heading to Buffalo for holidays, and uh, you know, black ice. Sometimes you can't see it; it just is is there, and you're going 65 miles an hour, and all of a sudden, I was in a tailspin and ended up being stopped by a tree. Well, you know. You're you're here to live to tell the story. Yes, though. Maybe the car wasn't here. It was a station wagon, but it turned it into a pretty cool looking flying V shape. Hey, you know, rock and roll. You're a rock and roller. You get the rock and roll lifestyle with the vehicle. So, uh, growing right. up, growing up, how uh, did you grow up in a Christian based family? Uh, yeah, actually, for most of the time, uh, when I was probably six is when my dad uh, gave his life to Christ. Um, and a couple years later, my mom followed along. They were both raised in kind of Catholic homes. Um, so church was there, but um, was uh, right around the early 80s when we started uh, going to uh like a, a Presbyterian church. And then we switched to an, an assembly of God and we uh, stayed there for the rest of the time that I was growing up. So I got involved in the youth group. And so, yeah, I was basically raised, raised in church and, you know, in a Christian home. Okay. So right. Uh, gr- growing up as a um, Yankee up there, you know, yeah. those cold nights and everything there uh, being a Christian, did you have a little, season of rebellion because i know you y'all new yorkers oh, yeah. get a little little oh, yeah. rambunctious oh yeah yeah um i came originally to faith uh, i should say uh, at, at age 13 um but during my teenage years yeah there was a lot of you know a lot of fence riding so but but the youth group thank god was uh the stable anchor i needed to stay on the right uh path so uh with you think without the youth group without the church 
your your whole life would have uh, been totally different than you are now? Uh, it probably might have been. Um, you know, the, just the circumstances that, you know, s- surrounded where I lived, my friends and my upbringing. I think that if the youth group wasn't there, um, I probably would have been a bit more tempted to run with the world or like Van Halen said, run with the devil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. so listening to music, uh, what, what kind of music did you listen to as a, as a kid? Was it strictly Christian or did you go through some secular no, times? No, my, well, see my parents listened to like, you know, gospel music, Don Francisco, Amy Grant thing, you know, people like that, that, you know, and, uh, I, with my friends, I was more into the classic rock. Um, as you know, my, I, I think my first actual music group that I liked as a kid, and this is probably because my parents just played oldies all the time. Uh, it was, was the Everly brothers that evolved into the Beatles. And so I really latched onto the Beatles. And then as I got into my teenage years, Led Zeppelin was, uh, a big, favorite of mine uh, i had a really good friend up there who's a huge van halen fan so you know it was that that you know type of music um and i tended to like the old growing up i tended to like older music i i really wasn't into the 80s stuff when i was living through it you know most of like the you know electronic music i really didn't care for it too much so you mm-hmm. like you like the stuff that had soul in it uh, kind so of old, a, some guitars, some you know, just some real s- substance to it, not so you know, poppy and flighty. Yeah, because it, it feels like when it's when it's easy to make, it just feels fabricated, and and it's like, yeah. well, you know, uh, it, it's easily to forget. Um, but but you listen yeah. to classics like like you were throwing out Led Zeppelin mm-hmm. and Van Halen. You know, their classics are still feasible right now you can still listen to it and like wow this is yeah. awesome music um, you got kids playing guitar they 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 want to learn those songs they don't want to learn anything new there's nothing really much new to learn you not, know but yeah. they go back to that you know yeah you know you can you can get away with a lot of songs with power chords just playing mm-hmm. power chords but to actually do your blood, sweat, and tears, um, making new riffs. You know, Eddie Van Halen was a phenomenal guitarist, and he did his through learning classical music and putting that classical music to his guitar. Mm -hmm. And I remember an interview with Wolfgang, his son, saying Mm -hmm. that Eddie would play and practice guitars from when he woke up to almost about time for him to go to bed. Sometimes he would miss dinners and food and all that because he just wanted to play. So that's wow. uh, pretty amazing. Uh, so listening to, to this music, did that give you the feel like, Hey, I want to do Christian music, but I want to do it like this. Yeah. Um, well, how that happened. Um, I was 17. Uh, and, I, as I recall, our youth group uh, was having an, a New Year's Eve all-nighter, 
And uh, so my uh, youth pastor at the time, he brought the newsboys. They were just just coming out. Uh-huh. This this was back in 89. So they were just coming out. They came to the church. They did a concert. Um, and um, I had a mentor in the youth group at the time. He was in his early 30s. And he had played music for several years at that point. And he was trying to get together a Christian group. And he wanted to have some of us younger guys in it just to, I think maybe his goal was to try to get us into making music that was, you know, better than what we were listening to. Um, and so I had been around enough influence and in teaching that brought me to the choice where I said, if I'm going to do something like this, I got to get right. Cause I knew that the successful Christian artists were very much a big example of what, you know, being a Christian should be. And one of those big, um, one of the big Christian influences I had and still have is a, a band called Petra. And um, so their album uh, beyond belief got me into wanting to do Christian music. It basically solidified it because uh, that was right around that same time. And I made a commitment in my heart to actually walk with God at that point. That was when you were like 17, right? 17, yep. So, so when you when you decided to walk your life with God at seventeen, you became a um, so, uh, a leader, a disciple, right? Um, yeah. Yes. So with, with that, um, with the church, so you've been a very big influence on uh, on the church since then. Um, have you been to the same church through your your whole life? Or are you still at the same church? Oh no, no. Uh, living down here. In Charleston now, um, I joined the Navy when I was 18, and I was stationed here. Thank you for and your service. Lord, thank you. And the Lord had uh, basically told me that this is where he wanted me to be. So um, I got the opportunity to start a, a band here when I was about 20, getting ready to get out of the military. I only did a couple of years. Um, and uh, so th throughout that time, um, I've, I've been in a few bands here and there. Um, one was a metal band called atonement. We actually got to go on a little tour, um, back in 1993. And I know if you recall a group, uh, from that time period called the brave. Yes. Yes. All right. We got to do some shows with them. Um, it was out West, basically Midwest area. And there was another, uh, there was a uh, Colorado-based band called Refugee that we were also doing some shows with all, all around the same time. Uh, so it was a cool experience. It didn't stick. Uh, you know, the band ended up splitting after a little while. Um, then I was uh, part of another local band in Charleston called Just Add Water, and we ran around for a couple of years. We did a lot of shows locally, but it never really took off. Um, and this is all before I got married. But... Uh, Starting in 1997, uh, I got my first gig as a worship leader. And as the Lord has, uh, you know, moved me, you know, I was at one church for about a year, another church for about a year and a half getting training and then uh, moved into different ministries um, leading worship. 
but uh, currently I'm at uh, Victory Christian Church in uh, Goose Creek, South Carolina, and we I've been there now for 11 years. Been, been the worship leader the whole time. So, uh, speaking of marriage, so so before you got before you got married, uh, mm-hmm. when you were you were kind of preparing. God was kind of preparing you to get married, right? To get your wild oats kind of sold before uh all this so um with with this uh you got you got married and you have how many children well i've got two uh adult daughters now one is uh getting ready to turn 22 next month and then my other daughter uh just turned 19 a few weeks ago so um One's just working and one's in co- one's in college. Uh, and my wife and I, I, I've been married, divorced, and then remarried. My current wife and I have not been able to have any kids. We've been you know, married now for 10 years, but the Lord opened the door for adoption. And we recently just adopted uh, three kids, ages three, four, and five. Cool. You know, uh, people think that because you can't have children, you know, um, biological, that it's the end of the world when there's so many children out there that are unfortunately do not have parents that are stuck in the system that need the, the same amount of love as someone that just, uh, that, that, that is, uh, you know, yours biological that, that is made right. from by you. So, you know, I, I, I applaud you for, for taking uh, three children in. Uh, yes, be- I've, had, I've had a lot of people say, um, were you drinking at the time? <laughs> or, you know, were, you know, do, do you need to call a psychiatrist? Because they think we're kind of crazy at first to take on three kids at once. But uh, at the same time, there are so many kids in the um, foster system that are basically, you know, sibling groups because it's like the whole family gets, gets you know, dismantled uh, through the poor choices of of you know one parent or the other or both um so we just we we we're all like okay god whatever you want you know in this because we just wanted to make sure that we were available we didn't really think we would get chosen because we had just gotten approved by department of uh, social services to be on the list for adoption and almost right i mean almost immediately we got the call and uh so you know it was just like a surreal moment and then within less than two months the kids were moved in <laughs> and uh so we've had them for seven months now and we our, our uh, date for adoption official was back on the 27th so it's all very very recent so you know, you you wanted children, right? You prayed to God, said, "Please, can I have a? Can we have one, at least one child?" And God said, "You know what? I'll give you three. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you three all at once." So, yeah, you know, God God works His miracles. You just don't know how big of a miracle it's going to be until He gives it to you. And Amen. you know, uh, and you shouldn't keep you shouldn't uh, separate. What was that? Sound? Oh, I accidentally hit the mic. Uh, you shouldn't, because I, I get all excited about this, because, you know, I, I love children. I have uh, six children myself. So, wow. um, 
and I have one grandchild, so I'm really excited about about having grandchildren and all that. My young, beautiful face right here. I know, uh, <laughs> but you shouldn't you shouldn't break apart a family when when right. they're when they're down. Um, you know, because I've seen stories and all that say. You know, I was adopted. My brother or sister wasn't adopted, and they never see each other ever again. And unfortunately, that's that's what happens. So, yeah. so congratulations on the three midgets that are running around rampant right now <laughs> while you're having nope. this interview. So, uh, what do you what do you do when you're not playing um, music? What what uh, what is your your day-by-day job occupation is a back-of-house cook for a raw coffee company and it's a it, it you know it's it's much better than starbucks in my opinion but it's it you know it's like that um so what we have a store on the uh naval uh weapon station here in the medical clinic which is where i work so um, we get to serve the uh, men and women of the military you on know, a day by day basis. You said it's better than Starbucks, and they don't have one here. They have a Starbucks in every corner here in Dallas and Fort Worth, and everywhere you go, you see a Starbucks. So, and you said it's better than Starbucks. So I'm gonna have to go to South Carolina. You're gonna have to go, man. First of all, it is very it is you know owned by believers, Christian run. We've only got three stores. But you know the quality of, of of food and drink is, I think, head and shoulders above Starbucks. And a lot of people that used to go to Starbucks around here started coming to us. And this company is only about three years old. So your your wife is a kindergarten teacher at a Christian. So yes. y'all y'all are all keeping in faith based jobs. Yeah. Yes, that's awesome. That's awesome. You know. Uh, uh, we're living in a world today where it's hard to um, go see these faith-based businesses and being able to work in one. Yeah. Um, and for for you working at a coffee shop that's uh, that's faith-based, and you know, uh, Waxahachie is known as being the Christian capital of uh, Central Texas. So uh, okay. everywhere you go, where where everywhere you go, you see. Um, you see verses, biblical verses. You see everything there. So it's 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 a wonderful thing to to hear people saying, "Yes, I have a business, but it's a God, it's a it's a God serving, God fearing, uh, God loving business." And, and yes. instead of just conforming to the ways of the world and how the world goes, that's that's what I tell people. I go, you know what? I could be a podcaster that can just run sen- uncensored cuss words blah 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 and be totally mm-hmm. around the world and get millions and millions of followers but you know what it's not about me it's about his story his his story needs to be told his testimony um needs to be needs to be spoken and if, if i can get um, a million people to listen that's awesome that means i'm getting a million people closer to god so amen um see I, I rattle on and talk about myself. Boy, I'm so vain right. today. I probably think this song is about me. Um, <laughs> so so um 
so your your music um how do you describe uh your 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 project right now all right well musically speaking it's a very blues based uh classic rock sound definitely with a uh, christian message um i like to have uh a message that it, that really hits home not just some kind of lighthearted uh you know thing that people can you know, either take it or leave it um in fact the song that uh i had shared with you think for yourself for example that's a song uh as as basically a commentary about you know today's world so many uh people listen to the voices of the media or the voices of Hollywood celebrities and think, okay, well, they're going to, you know, basically tell us what's going on, uh, you know, tell us how to live and what, you know, what's up when so many people don't do research and think for themselves. And, uh, you know, they just would rather listen to what they're being told and not looking into whether or not it's truth whether or not it's, you know, it's, you know, beneficial to them. Um, and just, oh my gosh, this, you know, what we just went through the last couple of years is a huge example of, uh, you know, people just mindlessly believing whatever they're told. Um, as far, you know, everybody's got an opinion about it. Um, you know, whether or not, you know, I'm not saying that, you know, obviously I'm not saying that the, you know, that, you know, COVID wasn't real, but, um, you know, the fact of the matter is it, it's it's much more than just what you know the media you know tells you and you blindly believing it it's also spiritually what you're being told because you know we we are told to test the spirits we you know the in in paul's day the people of berea used to research the scriptures to make sure that he was telling the truth that what he was saying was actually lining up with god's word and um you know so yeah, you, know, you know, lyrics of the song uh, do speak a lot about the fact that, look, when it comes down to it, at the end of the day, you're standing before God and you are alone are accountable to God for what you do, for what you believe and what you say. And uh, you're not going to have anyone else there to, you know, defend you or to stand up for you. You're accountable. Amen. Amen. And you know what? Um, we'll play that song here in a few seconds. Um, just to let y'all know that we're going to play this song. Uh, it's a really awesome song. It kind of gives me the Stevie Ray Vaughan kind of vibes to it, how it's played, how the, how it's orchestrated. It's a really awesome song. So if you would, get your ears up, turn the music up on this podcast, and you're about to rock. Here is Think For Yourself by Ziggy.
All right, we're back. That was Think for Yourself. Uh, this project is named after the the band that was disbanded in uh, twenty twenty. Yes. Was that because of COVID? Was it disbanded? Well, I had a small part to do with it. I think because uh, you know a lot of the a lot of groups, a lot of artists, obviously couldn't do much anything, and yeah, you know, they resorted to online you know shows and whatnot. There was more to it. It was just uh, the band had been around for about seven years at that point. Um, and uh, a couple of years before in, in uh, 2018, we did a couple of songs out in Nashville with uh, producer Billy Smiley from the band Whiteheart. And, uh, you know, so by the time, you know, we got through the end of that project and then 20, uh, 19 rolled around we were starting to put it out on spotify and it was basically at that point um you know we had you know we had started to get some opportunities i think uh you know we were invited to go on the extreme tour which is also based out of nashville let's say the extreme tour if you don't know what it is 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 a grassroots uh tour that carries a bunch of independent artists who are mission-minded uh so it takes a certain kind of artist, a certain kind of uh, understanding of what the tour is about. It, you know, it's it, it's not a bunch of hotels and buffets and you know bright lights and big crowds. It's uh, rather it's get down into the nitty gritty of the neighborhoods that you uh, travel to, meet people, share the gospel with them, invite them to the concert. You know, in hopes that that you know something will click with with them and. Um, it's just basically showing, you know, the love of God to people and, uh, you know, r- regardless of what their status is. And um, we usually try to go to the inner city areas to, you know, reach out to the people that people mostly just ignore or forget about. You know, that that is a number one thing that a lot of secular artists don't do. You right. Know? And... Yeah, and there's some Christian artists that unfortunately they don't do it either. I think it's because they're, you know, the artists that are in the system, they're used to what the system is and what the system does and how it, you know, they don't always get the choice. It's basically they're, they're either run by the system, you know, or, or they're, they're just so used to a certain way of doing things. It's, it's, you know, kind of hard. Um, I was just talking to the head of the extreme tour the other day, and we were talking about an artist that was you know, basically teetering on the fence. Cause they've, they've done some, you know, shows where it's, it's the kind of thing that they are used to basically, you know, negotiating their terms. And uh, so this was a very different kind of thing for them. They weren't sure if, it, if this really fit. And he said, well, basically, you know, we've we've tried to bring some artists out in the, you know, in the past that were, you know, a little bit more known or had, you know, you know, traveled with the Nashville industry. And for some of them, it just doesn't work because it's not their kind of thing. And that's OK, you know, uh, based a lot of times on what they're used to. It, it's, it's all personal choice and, you know, just, you know how much you're basically willing to sacrifice to put yourself out there in order for folks to get, you know, saved. And I'm not saying that these people are wrong that, that don't fit. They just, you know, I mean, you know, God makes us all, you know, 
fit in different things for different times and seasons and reasons. So, you know, it's just, it takes a certain kind of artist to be able to do it. Yeah. And you want, you want to feel as close to your music and you want your audience to be as close to the music because you're doing it for God. And the only way to do it is actually be on that ground level with them. Yeah. And you talk to them, you listen to them and that, and, and I found out, I get more ideas just sitting around talking to people instead of me just mm-hmm. going by myself. I sit around because God uses people in your life mm-hmm. to to open up uh, new doors to to get your creative juices flowing in your head. So it's it's always a great thing just to be close to your friend your 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 fans and try to say hey, you know God loves you. And I sing because God loves you. And I sing because I want you to know that I love you too. And, you know, and it it brings a lot more uh, realness instead of people saying, oh, they're they're just up there on the stage. They're not Christians. They just want to do that. They just do their spiel and then they leave. um, Because I've seen people say that about a lot of uh, big, huge Christian um, bands and stuff like that. Yeah. I remember back in the day, I, you know, Petra, uh, when they were around, they, they, they had invitations. They had altar calls. And um, recently I saw a band back in 2019 that I'd, I've known for years. And it was like that, you know, they didn't really, I mean, it, it might've been a mention at the end, <laughs> but it wasn't really an emphasis and they just kind of left after that. It was like, okay, so are we rock stars or are we ministers? You know, I'm not trying to judge. I'm just saying that that is a legitimate question. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of artists do that today. Yeah. It's, it's becoming more of a blurry line now with a a lot of uh, Christian musicians now where they, they see the limelight, but they want to say, I still want to be with God, but I see the limelights and, and it's so much, and we can go and do secular uh, concerts with people and still be a Christian band, but then you can't really uh, push, you can't not push, you can't really uh, throw out scripture or, or ask for altar calls at a secular event because then you'll have people booing you but you know what? I don't see uh, that's a good idea. I you know if I if I go out to a secular thing and say, hey, I'm going to do an altar call. I want to save some of y'all coming here. You can listen to this great music, but I just want to save someone. And, and if you save one person out of that secular event, then it was worth uh, the booze and and all that. Well, there's a different approach to it too. You can invite people. You know, hey, if you got any questions about anything I'm singing or you know what I'm talking about, just come talk to me. You know. Yeah, you don't have to, you don't have to make them embarrass or stand out or anything. It's just you know, the approach is is I mean you just got to know how God wants you to do it. Whenever David went to battle, for example, with Israel, he always asked God, "How do we attack?" And God always had a different strategy. So, um, to back to the project, do you do you have any live events coming up? Uh, I'm trying to put together a live event for 4th of July locally um, outside of Rockfest, which happened back in uh, May 14th. I'm still looking into getting some more uh, 
part of it is I don't have a band per se, although I do play with tracks. So that's not a problem. Um, I'm with uh, Broadhead Music Group right now, and and um, they're they're um, you know looking into you know some opportunities for me to get plugged into. So okay. nothing, uh, yeah, n- n- nothing solid as of as of this moment. Yeah, and you know it it doesn't stop the listeners from listening to your music. Is oh, absolutely your, not. Your music is on Spotify on any of the major streaming. Spotify, Amazon, Apple, uh, Pandora. Yeah. And do you have any hard media that they can buy or any merch? Absolutely. I've got a CD. Show you right. Show you the cover right here. Um, for for all the listeners, you can't see it, but it, it right. is an awesome. It, you can tell that it's a uh, a soul southern i'm uh, not southern but a soul uh blues kind of rock feel that that cd cover there and i just have to say right. man you have so many awesome hats that hat in that cd the hat the indiana jones hat you know i'm getting jealous because all i got is my as a ball cap hey. yeah i wear ball caps uh fitted caps that's my wife said i have the face shape for a fitted cat cap so not cat meow but uh <laughs> you know yeah so with, with t-shirts also oh let me see let me see um, throw one up here real quick oh yeah that with the uh uh-huh. logo yeah yeah that right there uh, that logo looks so cool did you did you draw that up yourself no, a, fr- a friend of my, a friend of a friend of mine, uh, he's an acquaintance of mine. He's called uh, Stacy Fannin, uh, and he has, I think, I, I don't want to say he's got a podcast per se. He might. Um, he's got a, a ministry, a thing called Get. It's just the, uh, it's, it's the Revelation Resistance, and it's it's you know about resisting you know the spiritual forces of of the world at at large right now it's you know talk and you know you know he's he's uh you know very much you know tuned into what god uh is trying to say to us at this time and you know so he you know he tries to convey what the lord is saying you know to him about about you know events uh current events and things like that um and uh you know give a god kind of perspective you know for example he's like i'm not impressed with what people say about about me or i'm not impressed with you know what i think about myself or what you may think about yourself but i'm impressed with what with who god says you are who you really are and and the fact that you are made in the image of god and that you are created for that divine purpose that god has brought you on this earth for and i want to help you you know walk in that purpose Awesome. You know what? I want to thank you, Ziggy, for being on the show. We're, we're closing up now. Mm-hmm. Um, what I usually like, um, like I ask all my guests, if you would like to pray us out, mm-hmm. uh, that'd be awesome. Any kind of information you need from Ziggy, I will have it at the bottom of my podcast. And with, uh, with links and all that, you can click on and listen to um merch where you can get us merch merchandise um that cd cover looks awesome by the way i really like that cd cover 
Um, do you have stickers you. and all that? Because I'm a sticker guy. I love stickers. Uh, that's the next thing I'm planning on trying to get. I had to start small because I really didn't have a whole lot of a lot of capital to start this. But um, with uh, Broadhead and with some generous donors, um, I've been able to, you know, get the shirts, get the CDs. Um, and uh, I plan on getting like, you know, stickers and hats and, you know, other types of T-shirts. And uh, one of the guys at Broadhead said, you might want to invest in some bracelets too. You know, a lot of, a lot of the young you know, people like to wear bracelets that, you know, you could put, you know, a scripture on it or you could put a song title on it or whatever, you know. Yeah, I'm going to definitely have to get a CD. If I buy okay, one, man. if I get one, man, I need an autograph. Okay, you got it. All right. Uh, can you pray us out? Yes, sir. All right. Father God, we thank you so much for this interview. We thank you so much for this interaction. Uh, we pray, Lord God, that this uh, may inspire someone to uh, you know, venture out into the calling that you have uh, put on their life in whatever way you may have spoken to someone, Lord. Uh, we know, God, that you are a mighty, mighty God and that you do amazing things. Uh, things that just continue to blow us away because, uh, you know, your ways are higher than our ways. And you have an infinite mind and an infinite heart that loves people and wants to see people rescued out of their addictions and out of their chains and brought into the freedom that you purchased on the cross through Jesus Christ and the eternal salvation that is ours for the asking. And uh, so, Lord, I pray that this podcast even reaches people that may just happen to stumble upon it um, and that you may say, you know, may speak to them through this and just, um, you know, take the words that were spoken that bring you glory and just magnify it in, in their life and lead them to the scripture, lead them, you know, to the cross. And uh, Father, we thank you how you use us uh, in so many different ways to bring your light and your truth into this world. Help us to be aware of wherever we are, whatever we're doing, that we are, you know, to be a light, we are to be a witness, and help us to walk in that light ourselves and carry that witness with us. Because we may be the only Bible some people ever read. We may be the only time somebody ever gets to witness what a uh, Christ follower is like so we pray your your will be done and your kingdom come through all of this uh lord god bless johnny and 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 his podcast i pray that you grow it and uh help him lord to further minister the gospel uh in faith and in truth as he goes along bless his family and uh just ask that you would uh you know allow us to continue to grow uh in many ways that we may further your kingdom in jesus name amen 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 and amen thank you so much ziggy yes, for that, that awesome prayer and for coming up on the show i want to thank uh yeah. my sponsor covenant life church uh for sponsoring this uh podcast remember you're in the waxatchee area you need a church you want to come by uh you can see me there you can meet up with Pastor John, Pastor Glenn, 
Uh, the worship team, Brett, over there, they, they'll come over there and give you a hug. It'd be very uncomfortable, but hey, they're like, <laughs> they're like family. So thank you so much. All the, all the new people that come into this podcast thinking, Hey, it's Johnny tacos. It must be a cooking show. I'm sorry. The only food you get is the food from Jesus Christ, which will, uh, sustain you forever in your eternal <laughs> life. Uh, but you did not come here by mistake. Uh, you came here to listen to the testimony that myself or my guests give. Uh, thank you to all the diehard listeners that listen to me every episode. Uh, you are the glue that keeps this strange podcast together. want to give a shout out to, um, to Randy B. Funk, um, the rapper, the young guy who's been uh, supportive of my podcast ever since I started um holler at you uh i pray for your tour to be awesome and you um you bring more and more people with your music over to god so thank you all for coming on until next time it's rock and roll with your your buddy johnny tacos <laughs>